Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hi, this is Luke Robtie from the LA Kings and listen to King's Realm. I think they actually do know what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the King's Realm, presented by Guys in Short Sports. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at King's Realm Pod. We have a special show today. Not only do we get to talk about Eric Carlson going to the Sharks, sucks, but we have a special guest in the studio. But let's get these other guys out of the way first. I am Dennis Wilson. That is James Whitlock. It's a good day to be a Kings fan. Jordan Heckman. The two highest paid def- defensemen on the Sharks. I uh, don't know how to play defense. <laughs> Michael Timoney. What's up, y'all? All right. And he was number seven. He played from 1993 to 2010. He is now the director of curriculum and programming for the LA Kings. He's a true professional and an even better guy. Welcome to the show, Derek Army Armstrong. Oh, Woo. rock and roll never dies, and I don't have any gray hair on my balls, boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it counts. <laughs> I liked his intro better when he said, I'm number seven on my shirt, but number one in your heart. Yeah. yeah. You it's know. true. Take notes, it's Dennis. True. Take That's notes. For the I know. <laughs> hey, I only do what's written for me, right? <laughs> Is that true. in the notes? <laughs> it's in the notes. <laughs> in the notes. All right. All right. We get in, We. What are we going to get out of? Uh, out of out of the way first. You want to hit Carlson, or you just want to? I would love to hit Carlson. Why would like, I would? Love <laughs> okay. to I, tried, I tried it. In like in the face, could catch him. <laughs> <laughs> my my thing is, is we had a bet last year, Dennis, that uh, who was going to be the better defenseman. Per points in the fantasy per world. Per fantasy points, yeah. Brett Burns over Carlson. Are we going to do it again this year now that they're on the same team? Ooh. Think about that yeah. as we talk. All right. No, I don't need to think about it. Let's do it. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I, I can find a great charity. You guys can donate it to. Yeah. So, so I win a bet, and then every week he finds a charity that needs oh, money, like and he's like, oh, you know it would be really good if you donate that money? And then I'm the ass if I say no, so... I mean, yeah. they were they were really good causes, but I mean, let a man win a bet every once in a while. James has donated a lot to charity. Lately. I know. I mean, I win a lot, but I don't actually win. You guys so. should have a bet on who's going to have the best hair product. One for the hair, one for the beard. Then get Per Plus Ooh, shampoos. Yeah. It's really good commercial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flowing in the wind. I mean, <laughs> who's yeah. going to get the better look? James would be out on the hair part, but <laughs> I might beat you in the beard. Maybe. Yeah, James's playoff beard's pretty. No, awesome. I mean Carlson and Burns. Oh. Oh, oh, Burns. Yeah, you, know, you got no hair to talk about. So flow in the wind. <laughs> see that Burns thing flow in the wind? That'd be beautiful. It's a bird's nest. <laughs> so uh, so just get to know a little bit about you. Let the fans in, in uh, behind the curtain here. Derek, uh, 
Why don't we uh, get into a few things here? I got I got a couple questions for you. Um, Fire away. Three things a fan should know about you. Uh, three things fans should know about me. One thing is I love to shower in the dark. I used to do that part of my routine. I'd go in the dark and shower in the dark and mentally prepare myself for the game beforehand. Uh, number two, I'm very proud to be Canadian. Married 21 years on my second green card because I refuse to be American. <laughs> drink. I don't blame drink you. Drink to that. <laughs> fans, every time I say something about Canada, the boys get a drink here. <laughs> drink again. I just say Canada. Hey. There we go. And the third thing is, you know, I, I love this great game of hockey. It's, it's been in my life my whole, entire, my whole entire life. I started when I was four years old. My parents just put me into burn energy. I got a little bit of ADD. I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> I've got to play all over the world. I lived in Inuvik. I played in New Zealand. I played in... Switzerland, I played in uh, Czech Republic, all across America. So it's given me an amazing life, and uh, that's probably the biggest thing about me is my passion for the game, and I still love to grow it. And man, it's it's truly truly blessing to be involved in this. It's crazy. You really do love the game because before games, I'll see you out there with like whoever bought the ice pregame, and you're out there skating with people. Any opportunity you get to play, you I don't think you've ever said no. No, I, I love to play the game. I think the best part is because I'm, I'm such a great player. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no one's going to rebut it here. <laughs> you got uh, further than me. Uh, yeah, you're better than all well, of us. I wasn't so. a good NHL player, but I'm a pretty good fucking beer league player. <laughs> I love to play. You know, it's when I first retired, I retired in 2010, but I couldn't even look at my gear for three or four years, you know, and it, it kind of sucks the struggles you go through. Couldn't get out of bed for almost three months, couldn't put my legs on the ground, and, you know, I went through three or four years of, uh, of real depression and anxiety, and you'd like to get that out because people don't know about that about athletes. It's It really does suck, you know. I'm a free-spirited guy. I enjoy my life. I love my wife and kids, but, you know, the emotion of playing hockey really, really crushes you now, and it, it's so good to be able to get back and, you know, play the beer league games, and when I get back on the ice, it's, it's a blessing for me again now. It's, I go out, I don't get yelled at for turning over, you know, when you play <laughs> hockey for, uh, you know, when you play with Luke Robitaille, you get trouble for turning the puck over all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't yell at him, but it's, you know, and I think that's the, the most important part is to get acclimated to the real world. I think that was even a, more of a task and and I'm more proud of to to get back acclimated to the real world than, than making the NHL because it's it's a it's a big problem out there and you know when you've done something your whole life for 20 years and all of a sudden it just stops it's it's good to talk about it a little bit but it's good to love the game and, and the game's been great to me and it helped me out of those uh, deep and dark times. I'm glad you brought that up because you you had that interview with Carlin and and that was uh that was something I never knew about uh, until you had said it and. And to be so open about it to, for people to understand that, you you know, you got to balance that world. And then when you when you don't have that anymore, it's kind of what you put so much time and energy into. So, yeah. And especially people like me. I mean, I was I was a good hockey player, but an average NHL hockey player, you know, every every single day I had to work my ass off as hard as I possibly could to even stay at that level. So you do that for 20 years and you bust your ass and you eat properly every day i'm so sick of eating dry chicken and lettuce without uh dressing on it you know it kind of sucks and you know two or three beers a year that's it so you, you go through that the, the, the such the passion for living for the game and you know such the discipline for living for the game that when you retire all of a sudden you're like oh i'm gonna go play golf i'm gonna eat mcdonald's i'm gonna you know drink 24 beer a day your body's not used to that so you you kind of fall in that dark deep spiral off the it goes into shock and yeah, then, yeah, yeah it goes sure. into shock you know so it's it's really hard to um manage that but when you have a good family and good people around you and, and you and you, 
you believe that you can get through it, it your body will always heal itself so it's, it's been awesome that i get to get back in hockey and thankful to the kings to, to let me have this wonderful job right on so like so going back to being back with the kings in like the actual front office like what's your favorite thing about your job now uh, having a job and getting a paycheck. <laughs> Is that what we're supposed to say? I think just purpose for me, you know, obviously I don't do it for money just like I didn't play or it's just having purpose waking up every day. I got, I got two sure. kids, but having somewhere to go, you know, and I'm definitely not great at the email and uh, all this computer <laughs> stuff. So it takes me about an hour and 15 minutes to send an email. So if anyone's sending me emails out there, expect a response in 2022. That's, that's the first thing you told me when we were setting this up was uh, don't email me. Just yeah. text me. Just text just, me. <laughs> just text me in gibberish and I'll be all right. What's the first thing you do when you walk in the office? I walk in the office. I turn my lights off, turn my lights off and I have like a lamp. I turn the lamp on and then I put on the NHL network. I turn on my computer and hope there's only... 10 emails or less because <laughs> my day will be filled. <laughs> I love your, uh, your office chair. Yeah. I, you know, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool experience. Everyone gets these, the, the nice chairs or, or the desk chairs. And you know, I, I got this great chair. They were throwing away. It was actually Jeannie bus. She had it in her office. It's a purple chair. So, and it's a, it's a different purple from the King's purple. It's more of a Lakers purple. So, Everyone walks by my chair and just gets mad at me, but it's so comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I, sit in, I sit in there with the lights off and, you know, I kind of go at my own pace on the computer and I, I don't feel like I'm in such an office. So, you know, a lot of people walk by and come in and tell stories and I'm a little bit closer to the um, hockey operations now. So Blake or, or Glenn Murray and all those guys will come in and make fun of me for about 10 minutes and I make fun <laughs> of them like a dressing room and then they'll walk by because those guys don't have the HR program like the, the office side. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's your most despised rival or player you played against? You know, they always ask that question. It, it was such a different era when we grew up. You know, you, you would go for warm-up and if you looked at someone or said hi to someone on the team or, you know, a couple of my best friends played in the NHL so you, in the morning skate, you walk by them and, if you said hi to them, like the, you'd sit in, a, you'd be a healthy scratch. It was, it was so ridiculous in our really? era. Oh, you couldn't make bad eye contact, and people would bench you. Our era was, we were so much more like gladiators. You could, you couldn't talk to any of your friends before the game, or if the coach seen you talking to him during warm up, it was like, what the fuck you were doing? You're not ready for fucking playing hockey. Why aren't you fired up to play hockey? I'm like, I've, I've known that kid since he's four years. I don't care. You want to go to war with them? So <laughs> it was ridiculous. I don't have really despised players. You know, um, Scott Stevens was always hard to play with. Forsberg was always hard to play with. Chris Chelios was really hard to play with. Oh, you know? yeah. 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 Like, Chelios was different, though. Like, like Adam Foote was a bigger guy. I didn't struggle so much with the bigger guys because a little more physical in the corner, but Chelios was like a little bulldog out there. You know what I mean? Such good reads. He'd always slash you in the back of the wrist or hit you in that funny bone and make your foot go numb. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Or you go oh, to the yeah. corner, you get you on that funny bone, and you're, you're playing half the game with your hand numb. You're like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to help you to compete. It's gaming, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got pressure he'd always, points. He'd always, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like a masseuse. He's yeah. like one of those pressure <laughs> points, Chinese masseuse. But I mean, like I said, I, when you get to that level, when you're on the ice, I think you have to compete against everybody, you know, extremely hard. And I, I got one little good story. I, I played against uh, Cody McLeod. He's another guy, who, you know, very competitive guy. And we played with that seamless class when we were in Colorado. So I was playing the point on the power play. I don't know why I was on the point in the power play, but they seemed to put me out there. So we went back. I went back for a puck and I, I kind of got rid of it. I passed it to Lubo Bank Pass, 
and Cody McLeod. I don't know why he was killing a fucking penalty either. <laughs> but he was killing a penalty. He ran my face through the glass with that seamless glass. I ended up getting a little bit of a concussion. Oof. So a month later, I came back and we played in Colorado. You know, I had all my family there. And during warm up, the whole warm up, I stood at the red line. I didn't touch the puck the whole game, the whole warm up. 20 minutes, I stood at the red line. I'm like, I'm fucking coming to get you. I'm going to kill you tonight, kid. We're coming to get you. Don't even touch the puck tonight. The whole warm up. And I'm not even tough, you know. <laughs> I thought I was because he couldn't cross the red line. So Ian, Le- Ian LaPerrier is a really good friend of mine. He came down and go, what, what did you say to that fucking guy? I'm like, I was challenging the whole warm-up, and then he finally came with, finally got a little bit of courage, come over. He goes, I'm going to fucking kill you. We're going to fight first shift. Then I brought Ivanis over and George Peros beside me, and I said, first you're going to fight these two fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> then your third fight, I'm going to clean you fucking up. <laughs> so it was a pretty cool warm-up, you know. But, and you know, Cody's one of I know him from Colorado, so he's a good guy, but those little things that you kind of miss, you know, you kind of get to compete with guys oh, that... Man. Compete with you, so it was uh, a little bit scary night for him in the warm up. Not because he wanted to, I was gonna fight him, but those two other two, yeah, dogs. <laughs> I'd be the pissed dogs my on pants too, yeah, yeah. Go through those guys before I get a chance at you. It's funny that you talked about how it was like, don't talk to your buddies before the game because I remember when I was in a penalty box for warm ups with you know fans who bought it for the night for the warm ups. I remember Ryan Smith, uh, Captain when, Canada, oh, yeah, no, oh, drink, drink. There it is, boys. <laughs> Thank you. He was, uh, Edmonton was in town and he was talking to some of the guys because obviously he spent, yeah, yeah, for you sure. know, his whole career there pretty much. And I remember Matt Green, Greener came up to him, pulled him to the side and he goes, you guys can fucking talk after the game. And I was like, whoa, like yeah. I got scared thinking I did something wrong yeah. and I have nothing to do with the game or anything. <laughs> and I was frightened for my life when he, when he grabbed Smitty <laughs> and said that to him, I was like, wow, that's yeah, it's and, intense, and that's that old school kind of mentality. You know, it's uh, you know Mike Keenan and Mark Crawford. They 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 felt like if if you made contact or, or had some kind of emotional emotional contact with one of the persons you know, you know, five minutes before the game, that you couldn't possibly compete with them. You know, yeah. or, might not hit them the same way you yeah, would exactly. if you talked to them or know, something. We're, we're professionals. I mean, you when you, when when that puck drops, it doesn't matter who you're against. That's we're paid to compete, and not even that we're paid to compete. We we all live to compete. I mean, yeah, I, you're, I, you're I, I at the level with, you're like, at yeah, because I, you compete. I compete you in bubble gum. I compete how fast <laughs> you go around the horn on the TV. <laughs> you know how many beers you can drink. In he's, five yeah, he's minutes. already up a beer yeah, on yeah, you, Jordan. That's so. true. That's well, exactly. Are we about to have a chugging contest? Is that what I'm hearing? You never know where the world takes us. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's such a different generation now. And, you know, they, they wanted you to live in fear in my generation. I was scared to come to work every day. Every day I woke up, I lived in fear. I was scared to lose my job. Even when I was in the minors, you know, I was you know one of the best players down there. Every day I came to work, I was proud and happy to have my job. But I was fucking scared my whole life to lose my contract. And I think that's part of the reason why we all end up with anxiety when we're done. Because we've been looking over our shoulders since we were 16 years old. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. then it stops. We get to play the game. And when you play the game, you get to get all that, that negative energy out of your body and the anxiety and the fear. But when you're done, you have to deal with all that stuff you dealt with since you're 15 years old. Well, people don't understand wow. the, the business side of it. Like, you, you see your fans, you get you get emotionally attached as a fan to the players that you like and, and the players that you get used to seeing on your team. And then, uh, and then when they leave, they're like, what the hell did you do that for? But you don't understand the backside of it. It's a business. So being... Being that chess piece that has to be has to worry about getting moved, I, I can see how that would just like drive you nuts. Yeah, and not even moved, you know. Like, you know, obviously the top end guys, they get a little bit more leeway, but they're scared too. I mean, they they, they don't want to make mistakes out there. They 
the game comes much easier to them because they're they're born to play it. You know that's that's the way it is. They're born to play it, but they're so they're so hard on themselves that they have the fear of not wanting to let people down, not wanting to let their teammates down. You know the game comes easy, but man, it's it's a competitive world, and I think that's the biggest part about our youth sports now is you know everyone's trying to turn it into a business. If your son or child is willing to sacrifice and, and has what it takes in the inside, he'll get a chance to look. But you got to remember it's only one one percent of the world you know so yeah. we got to continue yeah. to grow this youth sports to turn people into fans and, and not everyone's born to be that i mean i'm i'm not born to be a doctor i'm not born to go to space i'm not i'm not born to be with an email specialist but i was, <laughs> I was born to fucking compete you know so and that's that's that, but i can still write emails and i can still you know talk doctor's terms on, on a tv show but not everyone's born to do that stuff, so we got to continue to start making this game fun for the the children and the youth again, or, or we're going to lose this game in fifteen twenty for years. For sure, and like me coming like late to the table as like an actual hockey fan, like I didn't start following hockey until two thousand eleven, and I feel like I missed out on a lot. So you lot. missed my whole fucking career. You don't even yeah. know who I am. He waited for you. He started as a Kings fan when he's like, "Oh, Armstrong's gone. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in." Exactly. I get his. I get his shirt two for one on the game. I love <laughs> that you dropped that 2011 after yeah. you just said. I, I know. I love yeah. right. sorry, go but, but but so I would like not I said, having. I said sorry. You guys better drink. Oh, that's, that's Canadian. He, he didn't say that's sorry. Canadian. Sorry. But like not, but not having like hockey in my life, like as a kid, like it's because there's just no ex- exposure to it for me, and that's a big part of the reason why I didn't watch hockey until you know I I magically had it on one day with a group of friends. I'm like, these guys are beating the crap out of yeah. each other, and I watched football and played football like my entire life. So like, I really enjoy that, and that really got me into it and drew me in, and now I love it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's and that's that's what part of our job is is what makes hockey a great sport. Like I, I play beer league now and I can play with 50 year old man and 18 year old kids out of college, you know? Nice, so it, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's kind of like golf. You can, you can play it for life. And I think that's, that's the problem with how we're growing the game now, especially the tier one elite, the triple A stuff is most of those kids never become fans because they have to, they're playing a sport that they're, they're forced into playing a higher competitive level than they should be at. Sure. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like putting me in, you know, on a marathon, now that I'm 25 pounds out of weight, you know, I can't go run a marathon tomorrow. It's impossible, you know, and I have the will to do it, but the, but these kids got to, they got to love this. You got to love the sport before you ever get good at it. Sure. So you talk about beer league a lot. Um, those white stadium series shorts. Huh? <laughs> how are those? How do you keep bringing those back? They're not going to catch on. They're, they're you know, probably the worst shorts I've ever seen. That's part. Of, that's part of the. That's actually part of the reason that I got back to playing hockey. To be honest, you want a funny story? I remember I was 2010. I was sent home and I didn't play for uh, for a couple of years. And I seen those. I think it was the uh, San Jose game, right? The mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah. The, San, the, the series shorts. I'm like the one we I, scored at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So I was watching on TV. I'm like, fuck, I look pretty good in those white pants. So, <laughs> and, you know, I, I text Darren Granger, who's, you know, an absolutely amazing trainer, probably the best trainer in the game. He, he always looks after his alumni guys, even when they're doing bad, good, whatever. But I think that's what makes him such a special trainer. He loves the games. He loves his roots. But he's never, you know, he never lets the alumni guys feel bad about themselves or, or feel bad about being around the rink. He, he's the best at, at keeping us and making us feel part of it. But anyways, I emailed, I, I not emailed them because I can't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a lie. 
I, I better drink to that yeah, one. Yeah, you drink. For yeah. <laughs> Every lie you tell, you got to drink. Yeah. <laughs> My nose is getting longer. So I text him in gibberish. <laughs> Canadian gibberish. There you go, boy. Oh, I get yeah, you back. Yeah, got us back. I get you back. Canadian gibberish. I just said, Grange, man, that, those those white pants are pretty cool. You know, you mind if I can get a pair? And he goes, are you playing hockey at all? I said, no, nah, I'm playing a couple of years. A week later, they showed up my door, and wow. I put them on, and then, you know, I started playing. I'm like, ah, you know, I felt like I got a little style on the ice again. You know, I went back <laughs> out there. They, they were a little bit tight early, but I I, get, I, gained, I lost a few pounds after that, so it's good to get back on ice, and I, I kept those for a long time, and they got extremely dirty, but the point of the whole thing is they were so dirty, and people were making fun of me the whole time, and yeah. there's actually why I kept wearing those yeah. pants. Right, right. <laughs> Every time on the ice, someone said a comment, it was it was beautiful. <laughs> I fell right into no, your trap. I fell right into my trap. <laughs> then, when, then when they make fun of me, then I can start making fun of them, so it was yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's just a damn excuses. shame you can't wear them after Labor Day. Though, I know. You know. I know, yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> so what's uh, what's your favorite moment on the ice? Do I like everything? You know, I, I had a lot of incredible moments. I don't know if there's one favorite. Obviously, your first NHL game I, pl- I played in Florida with Zygmunt Pelf was Blimey. He, we almost scored against John Van Breesbeck. Um When I played in Switzerland, it was really cool experience. I there's 18,000 fans used to chant my name, which is awesome. Oh, I got to, I got to play in the Spangler Cup, which is for Team Canada, which is one of the most drink, inc- up, incredible experiences you ever had in your life. It's like if you ever anyone who is a true hockey fan, if they ever get the opportunity to go to Switzerland to watch the, the Spangler Cup, it's at Christmas time. It's in the middle of Davos, which is like um, Vale or Aspen, huge ski town. The rink is made of wood. There's nine to ten thousand oh, wow. people in there. There's always snow and it's always at Christmas time and the atmosphere is truly incredible. But I won a couple championships in the minors, which which, which was truly an amazing. You know, my first NHL goal I scored in uh, Winnipeg on Javi Bulin, the worst nice. person to ever assist at Brent Severin. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I go to a five five nothing game. He shoots a wrist shot. I deflect it. I'm like. Anyone but Brent Severin. But <laughs> Brent Severin's another great guy. But I don't know if I can articulate one moment, but uh, the, the game has been so great to me, and, and they're so in, incredible. I, I think one moment that really sets out is my favorite goalie was Andy Moog growing up. Mm-hmm. Little guy, and and, and, he, and I always idolized him, and, and I got to score on him in uh, in the Islanders uh, in a 5-1 game. I went five-hole on him. I think that was a pretty cool experience. It was surreal. I'm like, you try to end... Obviously, um, playing with Wayne Gretzky, I think was oh, was yeah. a really good moment. Oh. Here's probably the the best story I ever had with Wayne Gretzky. You know, I got to meet him when I was nine years old. Obviously, the greatest player ever to live in, in my mind because he's from Canada. Ah, damn it! I um, will gladly drink to anything that involves Gretzky. <laughs> We're also True. drinking Four Sons, the Great One. There you go. There you drink go. to that too. Yeah, there you, you know? go. So I got I get called up from um, Hartford in ninety ninety eight. And uh, it was Pat Verbeek, I think, with Gretz. And I think it was uh, Adam Grace. There's morning skate on Saturday. So I get called up Saturday morning. I think Verbeek or, or um, Adam Grace had a pole groin. And I got to skate with Gretz in morning skate. And I was going to play with him that night on the, on his line. Fuck, I'm shitting my pants driving from Hartford all the way to New York. I didn't know what to do. I'm, I'm, it's still a blur driving up there. It's a two-hour drive. Nowadays, they send a limo or a private jet. I was driving my little Datsun up the, <laughs> up the highway to get to New York. But I get in the morning skate there, and I'm on Gretzky's line. You know, I was never a great skater. I had to work at that my whole entire life. It's It always kind of held me back a bit, but I found a way to get better at skating. So they call me in the morning skate. Um, it's me, Gretzky, and Gravy on a line. And the first breakout is you dump the puck in, you break out, 
you regroup with the coach at the top of the circle and you come back, you go three on two. I'm like, holy fuck. So <laughs> I'm out there with Gretzky, Adam Grays. It was Brian, Brian Leach, Buka Boom, and Richter and Nets. Oh, wow. So I'm Gretz like, Army, as soon as we dump this puck in, we're going to break out. We're going to give it to the coach. Once the coach gets it, you start fucking high stepping as hard as you can. Don't look and I'll put the puck on your tape. I'm like, whatever he says, I'm going to Seems much easier than that to him. Than yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about I do that to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden, he, he, he dumps it in, break out, D to D, boom, boom, gives the guts. So uh, the coach at the top of the circle. That's when we didn't have a two-line pass yet still. Okay. So he had to, he had to pass it before the red line. It would have been offside. Dumps it in, boom. Gravy swings one way. Gretzky swings to his back end. He's left-handed shot. I was playing right wing. So I curl to the boards on my right side. Gravy curls to the left side. Gretz curls to the left side. Gretz gets a pass on his backhand without even looking. Leachy kind of steps up. Buki steps up. He throws it over Leachy's head, lands right at the red line on my fucking tape. I go down, score short side roof on Richter. What? I, I come to, oh I come to the God. bench. Gretz looks at me and goes, Army, I thought you couldn't fucking skate. <laughs> <laughs> So it was, it was really surreal, you know, I'm sitting on the bench with those guys, and obviously, I think Verbeek ended up playing that night, so I didn't get to play, but, you know, for that 15 minutes of my life on, on the ice was Wayne Gretzky, you know, him telling me what to do, and I guess I was coachable at that time, so it was, <laughs> it, it was a pretty cool moment. This takes the right coach, wow. right? Yeah, it was a pretty cool moment. So, and, you, so you, uh, you take direction pretty well. What, uh, what uh, player... It depends who it's coming from. My wife might not like that. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dishes, were... no chance. That, that was in his professional career. <laughs> yeah, now. exactly. You, you were telling us about a certain someone who uh, constantly had to ask you what you guys were doing on the ice. Yeah, so we, we played, obviously, guys... Uh, Big fans of Luke Robitaille, which I am as too. Probably one of my favorite teammates and line mates of all times. But Luke was notorious for not really listening to the drills because he loved to score so much. So Andy Murray used to always call us in. And I was kind of Andy's whipping boy a little bit because he would never yell at Luke. He'd never yell at Blakey. He would never yell at Maddie Nordstrom. But he'd yell at me or Tom Kostopoulos or somebody, you know. So so we go on the, the drill. And Luke always liked to go first or second because he doesn't, you know, once you go third or fourth, that means you're on a third or fourth line, you know. So he always liked to go first. So Andy Murray would talk the whole entire time. As soon as we get out, we go, Luke, go, let's go first. I go first. We get up to the line. goes, Luke would go, Army, what are we doing? <laughs> So while Andy Murray's done, while Andy Murray's dumping the puck in, I'm explaining to Luke what the drill is. So, in the middle uh, of the, the drill. In the middle of a drill. So it was, it was a, you know, amazing experience playing with him and, you know, a lot of incredible <laughs> stories. I got, I got some real good stories once we go along the, the, the cast here with me, him, and Trent Klatt. We have some stories that you, you can't even imagine how much fun we had on the ice, but we were so competitive. So basically, you're the reason why he scored so many goals, because you, uh, <laughs> yeah. you told him uh, the drills all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, wish, I wish I could take that credit, but yeah, yeah I, I definitely gained a little, extra, a little extra mileage on the ice playing with Luke, because I had a back check, four check, and he earned the paycheck, not me. Yeah. <laughs> you did have a moment about being on the ice with him when he scored his uh, record-breaking goal. Yeah, you know, if you look at the score sheet, I think, I think he had 15 or 20 goals that year. I think I assisted on every single goal, and he scored three in that game. I had wow. two assists except for that goal. Ah, every goal I didn't assist oh, on. Damn it. Brutal. I, I was the first one to hug him when he scored that, though, so I think every single goal that year I assisted on except that one. But it was, like I said, it was, it, it's truly amazing moment, and that's how those legends do that. You know, he's 
he, he was getting later in his career and he, he had a chance to break the record and sure enough he goes out and scores three goals and then he breaks the wow, record I mean, that's just, awesome those guys just paint their own picture and like I said, as a teammate and a linemate, obviously an incredible guy, but he, he does such amazing work around it's, around California, and uh, he is one mm-hmm. of the biggest hearts I've ever met. It's pretty awesome you guys now get to still work together yeah. on the opposite side of the uh, business, so that's pretty cool too. Yeah, that's that's what it's like, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm fortunate that Lucky brought me in here to, to help with the youth stuff, but it's nice to go in his office, you know, once in a while, and we sit there, we shut the door, and we get to reminisce about a little us being players, you know, we're all go- we're always going to be players at heart. That's just how we are. We're, we're born to play the game. But I've learned a lot from him. He's taught me a lot about the business side. He's taught me a lot about, you know, how to act differently on the business side. And, and you know, it's in our world, once we get in a dressing room, it's a free-for-all. I mean, it's, it's kind of like our own little cult, our own little world. You know, you're allowed to call people out all day long. You're allowed to challenge people. You're allowed to hold people accountable. That's that's part of our great sport. And when you get in the business world, it's it's a little bit different of a culture. And, and I was more of a, a teammate guy where I held people accountable. And, you know, I made sure people were doing the job because I had to work so hard to be there. And I wanted to make sure no matter who you were that, you know, we're, you're pulling the right rope and, and we get in the real world. It's not so much like that. So I, you got to learn how to deal with, you know, different personalities and different emotions. Because most of us athletes are, we're all we're all built the same. We're all built to compete. We're all, you know, have big egos. We all know how to take instructions from people that we're supposed to take instruction for. But and we're all allowed to bicker with each other because it's it's for the best of the team. But the real world doesn't all have that accountability all the time. And 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 you know, I think that was the biggest thing that I, that I've learned is. The people I, I grew up for 20 years with and been around for 20 years, it, that's just 1% of the world. And I, you have to really learn to deal with there's, there's different types of people in the world and, and there's other kinds of cultures and everything like that. So I think that's a lesson I've learned from Luke is uh, you're not a hockey player anymore. You, you got to learn to create a, a new identity for yourself. Well, in the, in the office, if, if anybody ever has a chance to get into the King's office and, and, and feel the environment there, it, it really is a family environment. And oh, yeah. I don't know about the other 30 teams, but I know for our Kings, like it, it, every time I go there, it just seems like everybody, we were there for, you know, waiting for Luke and you, you brought us in and said, Hey, come on, he'll wait. Come on. Let's go in my office. And you had those seats from the Canadians. And you all form. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my I God. That's, there, yeah. that's pretty cool. And, and then my, my four year old at the time was just like, he, he doesn't know anybody yeah. that, that he's meeting, but he was just in awe of, of like how open that people were, you know, just waiting in the, in the waiting room. So, and and I think that's what what they've really tried to build there. You know, Luke and Kelly Cheeseman and, you know, Mike Altieri is, it is supposed to be family. And, and if you don't have fans, we don't have jobs and we don't have hockey period. And I think that's where, especially nowadays, a lot of the athletes are, are forgetting that, you know, with, with ill fans, we, we still love to play no matter what we are going to play. And whether it's fans, they're not, we, we love to compete, but the, the fans is what makes our, our sport such an amazing thing. You guys, you know, such passion for the game and, and you forget how much it, it means to people, you know, especially on this side. I think now as a player, you're, you're so incredibly focused on your a job, at, job at hand and task at hand, which you have to be, because it's, it's not easy to get ready for a game and play in front of 20,000 people and, you know, a TV watching. So you got to be really focused. And I think that's your fans got to understand a little bit is it's not an easy job. It's, you know, people think it's just all bells and whistles, but it's a 24 seven, 364 a year job now. And, you know, guys get focused, but I think that's, what's, what's been great about the NHL and, and some of the organizations is they get to bring alumni guys around and, you know, we get to tell stories about how hard it is. And, 
you know, we get to talk with the fans a little bit more and, and explain it is and say thank you for what they've done for us when we play. Because, you know, sometimes we're so focused during the season, you know, it's we, we, we tend to forget about the fans a little bit. So it's, it's good to let us alumni guys come. You know, we do a fantasy camp. Bernie Nichols comes. We, we sold it out every year. If anyone's interested, it's going to be in March 14th, 17th weekend. And it's an incredible experience. I, I help run it and we bring fans back. You get to hang out with Bernie Nichols. We have a hot stove night. We hang out. We drink beers with you all night. We, you know, we really treat it. We really treat it like it's professional for the guys. We have a, we bring into the games. All the alumni play every single game. We play for a trophy, and we really make sure that when the fans leave that experience, they feel like hockey players. And you know, I'll give you a, a, a cool moment in, in fantasy camp. Uh, they they call me in uh, a bunch of guys. This, the guy and we called the mailman. So he's um, he's retiring from the, the mail service, and all his buddies bought him this fantasy camp pack, package, which was really cool. So I went up to the suite, and there was like 100 people in there, and I, I surprised him with the package. So he came to fantasy camp, and all his buddies were like, oh, he's, he's so good, and da-da-da. And he, I just, you know, kind of japping with him. having So him and his buddy came in, and, and his buddies, you know, he's an older gentleman, and, and his buddy's more like this young buck. So his, his buddy was a young buck hockey player and came in, and we call him the sidekick no. to mailman. <laughs> so he, it, just, it just rubbed his ass the wrong way. So he's a, little, he's a really good-looking little guy, you know, a little bit younger than mailman. We call him the sidekick the whole weekend, and, you know, the mailman loved it. But by the end, the mailman was blocking shots. You know, there's people that come from Canada all over the place blocking shots. Canada. Yep. There you go. Damn it. Blocking oh, shots. We end up we end up winning the championship, but the greatest thing about that is, uh, my buddy owns a, a pizza place, and so Bob Miller comes. We do like a hot stove night where they all come ask questions. But by the end of the night, we had the mailman on the bar singing karaoke in his underwear. We got a little bit of video of he's got the old oh, he got the old man white fruit of the looms on. Yes, he's on the stage. All the fantasy cameras are on there. How he's, did you do that? You know, that's we, the the magic of the alumni. <laughs> yeah. He was up there in his underwear. We have. We he have, did also mention beer was involved. Yeah, that's so. right. We had the footage, but uh, that's true. This year we had a, we had six guys down from Canada. They're going to bring about ten guys. So you know that that fantasy camps are real. A real amazing experience for people, and if you ever get a chance, you know, for a beer league guy, a spouse, you know, we have we have ladies that play in it. That we really make you feel like you're in NHL for a weekend. That's awesome. It really, yeah, and like before the games, I, I get to see them play, and it's it's unreal. The uniforms, like. Do you have Dave Joseph doing all the PA announcements for everybody who scores? I, the, ice, the ice girls. Oh, really? The ice, the ice. Yeah, it's the, amazing. The, for four days, they set it up like the training. It's, it's like legit. The trainers hang their gear. They have gum. They have tape. You know, we do we do amazing things. And, it, and it's, 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 one, awesome. it's one of the events I'm very proud of that I get to, to help and host. And, you know, for four days, you get to drink a lot of beer, which is right down my alley <laughs> a little bit. But mm-hmm. you also really get to entertain people and, and show them the love of the game you have. Like, Bernie Nichols comes in. Um... Jay Wells has come in, came in. Um, uh, Luke will come out for a game. Blake will come out for a game. So you never know who's going to really show up because everybody works there. But it's an amazing experience. And you guys have people that come back year after year too. Yeah, that, that that's that's you know that's that's the biggest thing. It's like if they have their own Facebook page, they yeah. have their own. Yeah, they keep their own stats. They, you know, there's there's another good experience about that. They're, I forget what the lady's name. I always forget her name, but she's from Hawaii. You know, she's a. She was a, a beginner hockey player. She never played hockey before. She bought gear. We put her in the right situation, and 
in those games, the alumni were only allowed to we're only allowed to score for behind, to, mm-hmm. so we try to keep the games close, you know. So score for behind. She was on a team, and we have a big draft. So you get to pick your own alumni. It's a big draft night on Thursday night where you get to put the alumni out. You get to pick, and obviously, I'm first overall every year. Of course, you yeah. know, <laughs> right? Obviously, Why you, you get Bernie Nichols and Luke Rose, and I go first overall. So there's beer involved. I'll toot my, my own horn. I'm not afraid. But anyways, the lady from Hawaii. So we, the final game is always played at Staples Center. So we're in a championship game. Uh, the game's eight seven for them. She comes off the bench. You know, she's been there all weekend. And she's very proud to get a trophy. She comes off the bench. She sits beside me on the bench. It's like a minute 13 left. We're down 8-7. She sits there. She goes, everyone obviously calls me Army. She sits behind. She's crying. She's crying on the bench. She goes, Army, I've never won anything in my whole entire life. Can you please score a goal, score a goal for me so I can try to win this? So sure enough, I get lucky. I go and score a goal. She's crying on the bench. It's, it's, it was an incredible experience. Crying on the bench. We end up scoring a goal. We end up winning in shootout. They hand the trophy. I grab, go grab the trophy. I give it to her. I go, what are you going to do? She goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> True story. That's True so story. Awesome. But it, it was, awesome. you know, I think her name's Sharon. Yeah, her name's Sharon. Oh. So I just recalled to me. But that's the kind that's of impact. Then we had a goalie from, from Montreal, come from Montreal, Canada. He, oh. When he was 20 years Drink. old. Yeah. When he was 20 years old, his, his parents never let him play hockey until 20 years old. Jeez. Wow. Finally end up. He ended very up, un-Canadian. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Canadian. <laughs> it doesn't count if an American yeah, says yeah, it. Well, yeah, he, sucked, he sucked me in. <laughs> you Poutine. have to drink because uh, an American uh, said it. I, I respect that. I respect drinking. Was, was, this, uh, was this goalie uh, Patrick Waugh? He, he, <laughs> he wasn't Patrick Waugh, but his gear looked like Patrick Waugh. <laughs> but anyway, so he was 20 years old for the same thing. His parents would never let him play hockey, so he ended up doing all right in, in business, and he decided to start playing hockey. So he came down at 27 years old. You know, he got all the gear, and, and, and we had an amazing experience with him. So there's a lot of cool stories. Which which are involved with that with that Kings fans? Oh, yeah. So on that, I think w- the question that everybody wants to know is who is Derek's Army MVP? Oof. MVP in fantasy camp? Or no, for, on my your, team? for your team, oh, for your beer league team. Oh man, who's the MVP I, I, right I, now? I got, I got banned from that team sometimes because they get mad if I, I scored too many goals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped scoring. Wait, your own team banned you for no, no, he, the, the first game, I, the first year I played, it was awesome. But some of the people in the league were getting. I mean, I didn't. I never scored. I wasn't allowed to score, and I wouldn't score any goals. But people get so competitive, you know. So it kind of sucks. But there's a lot of good players, you know. Some of the girls are good. Emma's really good. Um, Dommy's really good. Dave Joseph tries really hard, but can't finish. <laughs> you know, he goes out, Dave Joseph, I love it. He goes uh, out there, he stretches, he loves the party. You know, he goes out there, you think he's going to be such a power forward, but he just has absolutely no finish. <laughs> he doesn't have the hands. He's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, fun yeah, guy yeah, to be around. Yeah, too. he's a good guy. He's, he's got a great personality, but oh, yeah. that, that's another great group we have. And, you know, we get to play with people in the office. And, you know, I think. Our group thinks we're better than you are because we always end up starting a couple of fights. Here and there. <laughs> that just sounds like the old staff yeah, team we had right. going, it's, the it's, Caribou, man. That's it's old school Derek Armstrong hockey, so it's great. Hey, Dave, uh, while we got you on our minds, uh, you still owe us a soundbite, so come on in. We'll get that soundbite for you. Let's go, Davey Joe. <laughs> See, I suck at hockey so much, I'm not even a, a, invited to play on the Derek's Army team. He's not invited, but I seen him up one day in one of these little outfits with cheerleading outfits yeah, on. There you go. And a little <laughs> short skirt and he halter top and he had a cheerleader. Was it the Rams game? Hey, that was just to motivate you to get a goal. <laughs> That's right. That's and right. it worked. And we ended and up winning. Hey, yeah. I stood behind Derek's goalie 
to distract the other team. There you go. They needed to get a W. Took his shirt off and away we went. <laughs> he, hey, he's a team player. Anything for Michael's a W. A team That's player. Right. Anything That's for right. the W. And I put the right on his shirt. So and we you were refing that game. We Man, need a we need a I professional wish. opinion here. Um, I don't think you should be asking me. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're the send most a, professional. You're the have. best we got. Here, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> send him an email. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get here to you next week. <laughs> um, we need a punishment for Dennis, who said that oh, he was God. the only one who said that the Kings this season will not get over, over 100 points. 100. Oh, man. So, so I'm, I'm finding a punishment? You're you're in charge right. of the punishment this week. Okay, I'll, I'll can I have five minutes to think of it. You you can yeah. tell us by the end of the episode. Perfect. Here, it's Perfect. a long season, so you can email us. No. <laughs> <laughs> you get that 2012. <laughs> okay, since yeah. since I'm going to bug Luke to come on the show this year, um, best Luke story you have? So I got a couple great Luke stories, you know, obviously playing with him. You guys, you guys know he, he loves to score goals, so... You know, one of the incredible stories about uh, these guys, these Hall of Fame guys who are just, they're born, you know, obviously him, Brad Hall, Luke Robitaille, these guys are the most amazing, confident goal scorers you've ever seen in life. So after the 2004 lockout, they, they implemented the, the penalty shots, you know, shootout after the overtime. So Luke, in his notorious fashion, um, he ends up he ends up uh, getting picked in, I think we were playing Dallas, End up, we end up tying them, and then we get to go to shootout. Back and then, they measured your sticks for illegal sticks. Ugh. So Luke had a pretty big curve. I won't say anything <laughs> about that, but Luke used a pretty big curve. So McSorley curve. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't we won't say get into that. We won't I get didn't that. say it. Hey, <laughs> too soon. I don't think we can still talk about that. Yeah, too soon. Too soon. You will never come on your show. I love this Hooters little cup you got going yeah. there. I love how much how much head that James put on my beer right That's now. A, I'm He's, a professional. You know what I'm saying? It's like sixty percent head. <laughs> it's I, a new keg. I think eighty <laughs> percent. Hey, talk to four sons about that. <laughs> so Luke comes to the bench, and his stick was illegal. The one he had. So they were coming to measure it. So Luke steps on his stick, steps on his stick and breaks it. Shut up. Breaks it. The ref <laughs> comes over and measures it. It's legal. So he's going out in front of 20,000 people with a broken stick. With a broken stick. A broken stick. We all know it's broken. Right, we right. We watched him do it. <laughs> no one else knows. It. He goes on the ice with a broken stick. He skates down the ice. I mean, a turtle could have skated faster. It probably took him 12 <laughs> minutes to get to the goalie. He skates down the ice, <laughs> looks at Turco, puts on his heel, shoots a five hole and scores. Shh. Comes back to our bench and say, pretty easy game, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that just shows you how um, Money. that oh just shows God. you how confident those guys are and you know how much fun Luke had oh playing the game. And God. I think I think that's what made Luke one of the best teammates I ever had. He, he absolutely enjoys playing the game of hockey. He, he loves the game. He's been an incredible ambassador of the game. He still giving back to the game. And yet, like I said, it, we had a lot of fun playing. And you know, he's obviously one of the best ever to play. Holy I I, I agree with that. And broken I, stick, like come on. Yeah, it's, it's a, it was. A, <laughs> we, were on the, we were on the bench watching him go down. Like, first of all, who would ever think of that? <laughs> right, right, right. Second right. of all, <laughs> if, if I had a legal stick and I could do it, I would say maybe someone else should take the shot. But he he, he firmly believed he could go score, and obviously he did. <laughs> He wasn't yeah. wrong. No, he wasn't it's wrong. True. He wasn't Jeez. wrong. We'll get back to the Kings afterwards, but who outside of the Kings organization are you most excited to see coming up in the league now? You know, I, I'm actually I'm excited to see Kovalchuk. Obviously, he said outside the Kings organization, but uh, you know, there, there's a lot of amazing players. Um, 
who do we got here? Uh, Matthews. I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Matthews and Tavares. You know, I think that's going to be a different dynamic than a lot of fans think because Matthews is, is, is a guy who has never had anyone as good as him in his whole entire life. Sure. Right, he's right. been the best player since he was two years old. That's really good No point. matter what he does, he's been the best player. Last minute for face-off, first par, but no matter what, the coach always always taps him on the back and goes over. And, you know, Matthews is, is still a young kid, so they, they got to learn about emotions and, and, and teammate, and obviously he's a world-class player. But now with Babcock, Tavares comes in and, you know, key situations they might not be tapping Matthew, so it's going to be interesting to how to how he reacts to that kind of stuff because he's never been challenged in a professional level. And Tavares is just there to win a Stanley Cup. Matthews has still got to, you know, separate him as, as a Hall of Famer and, and try to win scoring races and and try to get him over the edge. So when when he's sitting on the bench and he's not the person to go over on the first power play or last minute of the game or the penalty kill, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting dynamic. Huge shock to, to, him, yeah. Interesting dynamic to see how that goes the next couple of years. You know, I think it's going to go early, but. You know, if they don't come out to a good start and he starts going to Varys with that, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. And especially not, you know, naming them captain. I think that was another odd choice. If you want Matthews to be captain, you should have named him before Tavares. It would have given him a little bit of a leeway. But without naming him captain, I think he's going to have some of these sensitive feelings inside. And it's going to be interesting to see how it, how it goes along. So. Well, it's interesting, interesting to see, the, like, like, the dynamics change of a team. Like, you have that, you have... We talked about it earlier about Carlson and Burns, yeah. where you have these 100%. these competing um, competing and, players and, and, in, in, and, for and, the same position and egos. I mean, yeah. Yeah. no matter what you say, us athletes all have egos because you're you're going against the best in the world all the time, you know. And a lot of the players that you know in history, like like Joe and Peter played together in Colorado, but they came up together. They both 18, 19. They both played in the league together. You know, you have Gretzky and Messi. They both came up together. Messi yeah. was a leader. No matter what, Gretzky still followed him, you know. You had Trotche you 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 there with Butch Goring. Butch Goring came in a little bit later, but understood that Trotche. So it's it's going to be interesting. You had Medano and Neuendike, you know, all, all the great teams that had that win championships and even when Carter came here you know he knew Kopi was the, the, the main guy and he was happy to play a secondary role but it's going to be interesting to see if Matthews has the ability to play a secondary role or Tavares because neither one have ever, have ever had to do it their whole entire life well if he's smart I mean you take you take We're not everything all smart. I know but you, <laughs> you got to take in everything you can get and I mean he's still in a learning role learning and, and, and trying and to be just, a hall of famer and trying yeah. to be, win a scoring race and, and try to be the best player in the league and then when all your minutes are starting to get cut because the coach tries a little bit of an older guy your ego and, and you get bruised a little bit and, and, and that's why you learn either to grow up or to pout a little bit and it's going to be interesting to see how they go my favorite player in the NHL is Mitch Marner though I love to watch Mitch Marner I think he's going to I think he's going to win a scoring race one day yeah. I really do I, lo- <laughs> really? I, love, I love watching him play He he's such a small individual but if you watch him play he loves that puck he's demanding of the puck you know all these big names and big guns around him but if you watch him play he always has the puck he's very interesting to watch for me I, I got to watch out for him more. Yeah. For um, the Matthews situation, the thing that's benefiting him is the fact that they have Patrick Marlowe on the team, and nobody's had to get through adversity more than that guy, you know, being with San Jose, having the seat taken away from him, to basically revamping his career, and he's back to being that, you know, future Hall of Famer that he is going to be. And, you know, Marlowe can now take Matthews under him and explain to him, you know, like, hey, it's not always what you want, you know? You can't yeah. get everything yeah. you want. Yeah. You just, you got to, when you're given the opportunity, you take it and you do something with it or you figure out how to make it right if you don't do it right the first time. So it, it's good to have that that caliber of a player with someone as young as Matthews to, you know, 
kind of show him the way. That way, you know, there is no issues with Tavares being, you know, getting more ice time or something like that. Because, I mean, Marlo's been through it all in his career. Yeah, Absolutely. That, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And the key to life is is really just adapting to change and, mm-hmm. and being able to adapt to some of the new circumstances. Because, I mean, especially in sports, more than more than any of us in our world uh, ever have to experience, change is constant. Mm-hmm. And, and the game changes and the players around you change. And so... Like being able to reinvent yourself and kind of figure out where you fit in this system is is huge, and a lot of players just can't do that. And and yeah. it's I've seen great players with, that I thought had amazing talent just not fit in the right system. Nick Shore and uh, <laughs> and so they, I know they just, <laughs> but it's, it's, I, no, I love the guy, but you're 100 percent right. He just like, didn't like, fit like in the you, system. Like you, that's why it took me so long to make the NHL. I didn't get the NHL full time until 29 because. At 100 points in every level I've ever scored, played in. I won the American League. A, a, I've known a guy who in history won all five major awards in the AHL. I won an OHL. You know, 100 points in OHL. I went over and you know led Swiss in scoring, but I couldn't get into my fat head that I was not a, a top six forty in NHL. You know, and I, how how could you score since you're 16 years old to 25 years old at a high pace and high level at every league? Yeah. You know, and win an AHL scoring race and go over and compete for a Swiss Swiss scoring race, but not be able to score at the NHL level it, it, it took me so long to figure that out and it, it was a mystery to me but when I got to play with Zygmunt Pelfi, Luke Robitaille you know Wayne Gretzky Mark Messier Joe Sackick I wasn't that good you know and, it, and now that I can admit it now but when when you're in the middle of it you're so bullheaded and, and so arrogant about that stuff that you know you, you wish you could that's what made me the player I was because I had that kind of confidence and I had that kind of drive but if i would have realized that you know i was more of a role player at the nhl level every other level i could carry teams but at the nhl level i just my skating ability wasn't good enough you know my quickness wasn't good enough and it took me a long time to figure that out but changes everything and it's it's interesting some people can do it easier than others what's nuts and, and that's great that you point that out because like for my boys um like seeing seeing you where you have the drive where you're like i'm gonna do it um that's where you know there's there's is a, you say one percent but i think there's like a marginal percent of people that are just born for the game everybody else i would say 75 percent of the league has to try to really do well, it even even those guys you know try like uh, i played in the islanders in 96 that was my first year in nhl you know and then we're, we're, we're playing a game we end up playing colorado colorado we end up losing five nothing joe sakic had a hat trick so it's an afternoon game. I come in the dressing room. I'm pouting and crying. You know, I was probably minus two or three at the time. Who knows? Team wasn't good or maybe plus. Who knows? But I, I remember sitting in the dressing room, and I'm just, I, I was so down on myself and, you know, pissed off that we lost 5 nothing, And, you know, our team didn't play great and, and and so mad. And all of a sudden, Joe Sackick walks through our dressing room, you know, about 20 minutes into me pouting. He walks in the dressing room, walks in the weight room, Goes on, you know, four or five plates, does a, a whole round of squats, does a little workout, and, and walks past the dressing room. I remember saying to myself, I'm like, I'm sitting here crying and pouting about, you know, what's wrong with my game? The guy who just got a hat trick first star, just went and got his workout done, and now he's going back on a plane. I got a long way to go professionally. So yeah, it was, yeah. It was really cool to see those, the top guys in the game are, were outworking me, and I think that's when I realized that I was always a hard worker. 
there's always another level. Yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of the, the lesson you can take from Kobe or you can take from all these professionals that that look at the game at, at a at a completely different level. Yeah. And you think about this guy Austin Matthews, and then he's you know he is the top of his world all the way up, and then it's like, hey, Austin, here's this guy. Uh, we like to introduce you to Connor McDavid. Yeah, you know, and it's like. Wait a second. There's somebody else that's, that's exactly right. on my yeah, level, yeah. you know, and uh, and and that's got to be a shell shock for it for is. someone it, that's in his world, the best he's known. Well, that, that and that's being an athlete. Like you're you're born to think you're the best. That's just who we are. Like I think I can beat anyone in any sport anytime. I swear to God, I can I can play golf in my heyday. I can beat everyone at ping pong, tennis, golf. I, I you know maybe not so much now, but. When I was playing, I, I would I would have took Tiger Woods on for a hole of golf. Minus the short I, selection, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have took Tiger Woods. I would have played, you know, Sampras in tennis for a match. I, I firmly believe I could have won points off them, you know, and that's how you have to think, and that's why you have such confidence. But that's why it, it, it's such an ego when, when you see someone's better than you because you're like, oh, is he better than me? I'm good at everything. I'm great at everything. How How is that guy so much better than me? So... It's you. That's why sports is so important for kids and 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 for families. It's you're not trying to put your kid in NHL. You're not trying to put your kids. You got to learn those life lessons along the way. And to be fair, Matthews is from Arizona, so <laughs> yeah, of course he's like the greatest thing to ever come out of Arizona. Uh, yeah. Probably, yeah. Nicholson's pretty good. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but he's a lefty. But. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, so you mentioned Kovalchuk earlier. How excited would you say like like the entire organization is to bring someone of that caliber to the team like from the from the players like all the way up to the front office? I, I think it's massive. I don't you know I think we brought Gabrick in a, a few years ago. He's he's a little bit of a similar player, but I, I think Kovalchuk is is the guy that the Kings have never seen. You know, obviously Wayne Gretzky was here. Who's an incredible player. Luke's been here. Blake, he's been here. But this Armstrong's got, been here. <laughs> the biggest plug of all. <laughs> hey, Michael, you've got a little bit of brown stuff on your nose. I know, right just because you work hey, in the yeah, office. Listen, there it is. listen okay, I didn't get it. an Armstrong jersey because I didn't want him getting traded. He started, okay? he started, he started, You're not getting a promotion out of this, so I'm just saying. He just started rubbing my leg. Is that a sign? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but Kovalchuk, he, he's... He's this guy that, you know, he's got one-on-one dynamics. He loves to shoot the puck. Um, he was one that, when he when he left the NHL, he was the ultimate goal scorer in the NHL. You know, Ovechkin had just come into the league. So not many people walk away from him. But it's interesting to see where his story's at. You know, he's been on the NHL for five years. You know, you watch him in the Olympics. You watch him in Russia. He, he was still scoring goals. I watched him the last couple of days in, in practice. And he obviously doesn't have the... 100% quickness that he had before, but he still can sure. skate. He can still He's go. 35 years old. Yeah, 35. Like yeah. And I played till 37, but the thing with him is his is conditioning is higher than he doesn't need a burger, I'll tell you that. He doesn't in and out. <laughs> yeah. He's 4% body fat, you know, 215. You know, six two, whatever you want, and he should like add a zero after that. Yeah, and then, like that's me. Right? <laughs> Sounds like James. Me too. <laughs> you know, I do what I can do. But for fans to come watch him, I think you know it's going to be a process for him to get acclimated back to the small ice and the NHL pace. Mm-hmm. But he he does things that people will never know exists on the ice, and things that are very exciting, especially as a hockey guy like me to sure. to witness that real life. You know so what's I, fun? And real quickly before we get off this is is going to the Kings versus Kings and and watching him play. Um, one of the things everybody's talking about, and we did too, about how many goals he's going to score and what he's going to do production wise. 
But the intangible thing that that uh, that he brings to the team is, and we watched it in this game, is when he got the puck and he set up and he's ready for that one timer. The entire other team, I forget he played for Luke or or, or Blakey's team, but uh, the entire other team shifted, right? And um, uh, Budai comes out of the net to guard against us. And everybody sets up against this one-timer, and he just floats this shot past the net to Kopi for a completely open goal. Hmm. So, and, and that's one of the things that we as Kings fans have not seen before is that this opportunity where people have to now defend against the, the image of this player yeah. mm-hmm. versus you know what he's going to actually do. They, they know he has a one-timer, and they have to defend against that, and that opens up. The other side of the ice. He's for, getting uh, the first power play goal of the season. I already yeah. called it. <laughs> it's on, it's on, it's on the board. That's my bold prediction. I like it. I like. But even like you know, you can you can you can relate that to football, like with a Jerry Rice or, or Gronkowski. Yeah. They have to double team him. They 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 know he's got the ability. So it's gonna like you said, it's gonna open Kopi up a lot more. It's gonna mm-hmm. open defensemen coming late a lot more. And you know and. Kopi's obviously the world class player. I've, I've known him for a long time. But I, I remember the first practice, Kovalchuk skated with him and. Kopi knows every situation, obviously one of the best in the game, but Kovalchuk went down, they went down a two and one and Kovalchuk faked a shot and threw it back down to Kopi. And it's the first time in a long time I, I've not seen him ready for a pass. Oh really? <laughs> he sat there. I didn't catch that. He sat he sat there on a two and one. He he, he almost was like Wow, he's shooting the puck. He was almost like a little <laughs> bit of a fan during it. Yeah, like yeah. It's, a, it's just a little thing, but obviously next time Kopi will score. But he, he was almost like, there's no why this guy's passed him. And he threw it back door and Kopi was like a little bit, his <laughs> hands weren't ready. So it, <laughs> it was pretty amazing wow. the first day of practice for me to watch that. And, you know, for Kopi, he's such a sharp mind and such a great player to to see him get thrown off a little bit by the magic that Kovalchuk has. How great is it to have a rink in your office? <laughs> like Jesus, uh, it's it's a dream for me because when we when we're over the other office, I was walk back and forth about fifteen times, so I lose a little right. bit of exercise. That's the only problem. <laughs> I mean, you can walk out your front door <laughs> right, yeah. and get on the ice, throw yeah. on the white shorts, and that, get on that, there. That, you know? There you go, giddy up. Giddy <laughs> and that's up. professional <laughs> development. I mean, so, and, and, honestly, it's part of the job. Uh, exactly. So I, when I have to tell my boss I'm going to watch hockey, it's, it's part of my job. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so we we as a as the show kind of set an over under for Kovalchuk as for goals at 25, right? It yeah, was. And that, by the way, Jim was. Fox says 25 is what is needed out of Kovalchuk. Right. Okay. Right. That's what, that was his number oh, perfect. two. So. so we're obviously experts. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I would have said 25 is a number for sure. Too. Okay. It's, it's a perfect number. So you got over under, I mean, obviously over, let's be real. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, this day and age, it, 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 it all depends on a lot of fact. How many, how many power play, if he's playing, you know, more in a minute on the power play. He's going to be a minute 30 on the power play. It depends whether he, he gets to um, float a little bit in the neutral zone. There's a lot of factors that are going to be involved. But, uh, 25, 25. They got Carlson and and Burns in San Jose. Yeah, but they can't but play defense. They're going to cancel I mean, each other that's out. That's what I mean. They're going to be riverboat gamblers. <laughs> <laughs> the way Burns' beard's going, he's not going to be able to see the puck or the ice. <laughs> right, right, true. Right. They're, they're, all their hair is going to get in the way yeah. for sure. Uh, I'm saying 28, 28, 28. 28. Right. Mark like it. it. Put it, put it, put on, it the on the board. It's going on the board. It's going on the board. I like it. What else do we 29. have? Team goals. Um, 
We're looking like around 260 points. Uh, la- goals. Goals. Those goals. Two, 260 points yeah. would be great. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a hell of a season. Hey, I'm pretty sure we're making the playoffs of that. <laughs> Two the next goals. Years. Yeah. It, it looks to be our average. Um, in 238 was our number last year uh, for the Kings. So what what are your thoughts on uh, that? You know what? Know what I'm really excited about? Uh, the third line this year. I think Kempi, Iofalo, and <sighs> Trevor so fast are going to be unbelievable. I think... I think that's probably what I'm most excited about the team is, you know, since Jared Stoll retired and Brad Richards, you, you haven't had that production on the third line with, you know, with Dowd and, and Shore. I think these guys are a little bit more more exciting. I watched Kempe. I think Kempe's a different player in training camp this year. I think the World Championship last year really Good. really mm-hmm. set him off. He's, you know, I watched him shoot the puck, and when he gets the puck, he's attacking the net now. He's not He's not as hesitant. He, his confidence seems to be much higher. His hair is still flowing beautifully. <laughs> still it's important. Look, still, he looks a little bit like Mike Medano. Yeah. <laughs> That's gave, not a bad thing. I gave not him a, a lot thing. of speeding tickets on the ice, handing them out to him because he's going around me. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, Kempe, I, I think that's going to be uh, uh, what's going to put the Kings over the edge this year. Mm-hmm. I think that third line is going to be much more productive. So Good. I'm excited for for those those guys and, and to see where they're at and obviously having Carter back helps a little bit. So Do you think Kempe has a better flow than Carlson? Oh man, those Swedes are all good looking guys. <laughs> <laughs> so jealous. It's just, it's just not fair. Trust me, I know. Lundqvist, you know, <laughs> Forsberg, all these guys, they just get such swagger. They they dress nicely, they skate beautifully. It's the new yeah, ring. They just it's beautiful how those <laughs> Swedish guys are, but I, I, I think they're going to score a little bit more just because of Carter's back and, and Campy, I think. And we have three th- scary th- lines th- now. Th- three, three productive lines, and I, I think whoever ends up on that fourth line, whether it's you know, I don't know which right wingers they're going to go to. I don't know which names I should say. Right, right. I think you're going to get a little more production off that fourth line as well. So I don't know if you saw it from uh, last season when the Kings were in a overtime match uh, with uh, not just soccer, isn't it game? Overtime game, yeah. <laughs> just kidding with you. Get him. He also works for LAFC, so yeah, okay, get on there him. You go. I did. You know I work for every. I work for every team in LA. I know, I'm gonna right? go watch. This, Who's gonna pay? I'm gonna watch the hockey match. Come and on, Dallas now. and the Dallas Stars. No. Yeah, you did. I did. Yeah, you did. Pass the puck around on the pitch. <laughs> All right, so they're they're in an overtime game against Ottawa, That's and better. it was. Dowdy, Brown, and I think it was Kopey, and they were all talking about who was going to guard Carlson. Yeah, that was the funniest so, thing I've ever seen. What's going to happen if we get into OT with uh, the Sharks? Are they going to decide who's who's watching Carlson, Burns? They're going to look. They're going to look at Quickie and say, "Make a fucking save yeah. and give us a puck. <laughs> save our ass or six. Yeah. They're all going to turn around and say, "You blocked that shot. That you yeah. Yeah. Just point to Quickie. Uh, you got them both. You got them both. <laughs> oh god. But you know Carlson and. You know, Burns is going to be interesting, too, because they're, they're, they're a little bit different players. You know, Carlson's riverboat gambler. He's got to learn to play on his own a little bit. And, you know, Burns is a big, strong, great shot. So it's I think the most important thing about them is their power play is going to look a lot like Washington's because they got those right-hand shots. Mm-hmm. Backstrom's going to be um, thwarted, and then they got Carlson and, you know, they, the other team, they have um, Carlson on the point, and they got Oshie in the slot. So they got a lot of right-handed options. Pavelski as well, and I think Kane's going to be a great front net from mm-hmm. them. So yeah, their power play, great I think, up. I don't know what uh, San Jose's power play ran at last year, but, you know, the first couple months, they're going to figure it out. But by the end of the year, their power play is going to be very deadly. So that, that trade that San Jose made, who do you think won it with everything that uh, San Jose gave up and gave to Ottawa 
and everything that San Jose got in return. Who who won that trade in your opinion? You know, it's it's hard to say who wins and loses until you see everybody play. You know, maybe Carlson won't fit in. Maybe the draft picks that they end up in, maybe it won't be Hughes. You know, who who knows what the the draft picks are going to be in Ottawa? But I I think both teams got fair value for it. I think San Jose gave a lot up, but if Carlson, you know, like Anaheim used to be with Niedermeyer and Pronger, I mean, one of those guys is going to be on ice all the time. So it it depends if, you know, Carlson gets hurt or if he plays his minutes and if he go, you know, they end up winning a Stanley Cup out of it. Boo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, you know, as an analyst, there's a lot of factors, but I think both teams got pretty fair value. I think San Jose many gave up, you know, a drop pick, or drop pick too much. But, uh, you know, Ottawa Ottawa's going to hold on to that card for a long time, and they were going to get what they needed. I, I think mean, a lot of that's going to depend on whether San Jose can re-sign Carlson. Yeah, that's it. And, yeah. and you know what? And, and, and in a situation like that, I I think a contract's already going to be worked out. I think yeah. as they, they talk for that trade from a management sure. side, I think in the next month or the next couple of weeks, you'll, you'll hear that Carlson's already signed because they're not giving that up unless Carlson's already agreed to sign. Yeah, because that makes it a one-year deal, yeah, and that and that's tough to bet all the there's chips no on one year. He's, right. he's definitely not a rental player. No, he's not a rental. And if they feel a rental, they'll get they'll get it all back at the yeah. deadline as well. Mm-hmm. You mean two-time Norris winner, Eric Carlson's not a rental? I don't think so. Okay. No. I, I see him as a pretty great guy in the game. I, I He's great for the game. I think, I think he's, like I said, he's... He's got some energy. He's got some swagger. He's he's a good looking guy. He's, he's no doubt. He played. Doubt he's <laughs> hilarious, but but he's, but he's got doubt he's the best. He's got he's got the presence that you want in a, in a superstar. You know, he's takes care of himself. He's you never know what he's going to do on the ice. He's unpredictable. He's you know you watch him warm up. He flips pucks to the fans. He seems like he's he's engaged with the fans as well. You know, and, and that's what you want from a superstar. Someone who can lead your organization and you know pull off a Swedish suit. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an audible here. There we go. Um, Kings Realm steps up their game, and they get a Do player it. this year from the current roster. Who's the best interview on the? I mean, no question is Dowdy. I mean, that's okay. That's, so that's, great. Let's set that up. I appreciate Dowdy, it. Dowdy, Dowdy. <laughs> thanks, Armstrong. Dowdy. Hey, cheers to you, man. The, 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 the that Dowdy, was a complete setup. The, the Dowdyism is he's. Yeah, that's I our, play with him, you know, my, my my last two years, and he's just, that guy's hilarious. He's just a, well, he's just he's, the thing with he, he loves hockey. He doesn't care about. He's a great hockey. spirit. He's a great spirit. He loves the game. He doesn't listen to anybody. He goes just goes out and plays. And for all those kids out there that listen, watch a guy like him. He he loves to play hockey. He loves. You it. watch him warm up. He's you know he reminds me a little bit of myself. And obviously he's ten times better player. But I love to play when I get on ice. It just. I feel like a kid, no matter what. Even when I play beer league at ten thirty at night on a Sunday night, yeah. And the water bottles, half the guys drinking water bottles have beer in the water bottle. I, I still <laughs> love being on the ice. So yeah. he's what I, he's what I hope for my kids to grow up to be. Yeah, because he, I mean, yeah. If you, if you have talent, the love for yeah. whatever you do, and, and Luke was the same. You know, when I played with Luke, he was the same. He, he loved to be on the ice. We, we had one warm up. It was me. Me and Trent Clatt and Luke were, were our line my first year. And Trent Clatt, if you, if you guys ever met him, he's a really serious guy. You know, me and Luke like to like to um, clown around a little bit. I had serious and I could clown, but Luke clowned around the whole time. It just it was his spirit. He, you know, he was such a great player that you could kind of get away with it. So we go into Minnesota, and during warp you do a three on one drill. So a three on one, you come back three on one, three on one. And Trent Clatt had all these signs that said. It was Trent Clark's hometown said, Minnesota, welcome to Minnesota. Trent Clark, good to be home. All his family had all these signs around warm up. 
and we and we and we did these drills. Three on one. Luke liked to shoot all three pucks. <laughs> he shot all three. <laughs> like it's unheard of. Shocker. Luke, Luke shot all three yeah. pucks, and Trent Crowder gets so mad. He's like, Luke, let me shoot one. So going to this game, Luke pulls me aside. Goes, Army, let's let Clatter, let's let Clatter shoot these pucks for his fans. I said, okay. Because just give me the puck first. I said, okay. So Clatter, <laughs> Clatter's tying his skates. His face is all red. He's sweating already from tying his skates because he's so intense and so excited to get on it. He's getting on the ice. He's going hot laps. I mean, he's invested in this game tonight. So the first one we go, I give it to Luke. We go break out, come back, give me the puck in the middle. I give it to Luke. Luke turns around. Takes a slap shot, clatter, hits him in the foot, he almost falls into the boards. <laughs> Luke, this is during warm-up, and people are watching. Luke, picks, Luke looks at his stick, goes, oh, sorry, clatter, I kind of, I think it's my stick. So he goes, a little too much curve? So yeah, so he goes and pretends to change his stick like the stick, and clatter's just fuming. And I'm trying not to chuckle, because I I know this is set up. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one I go, I get the puck in the middle, I give it to Luke. Luke fakes the shot, clatter's calling for the puck, and Luke puts it five feet behind him. God, I was like, what the fuck? I'm supposed to get all three. Looks like I'm trying to pass. I don't know how to pass. The third one, he goes, Luke gets, I give it to him. Clatter goes to the net. He takes a slap shot off Clatter's ankles and he falls into the boards. <laughs> so he comes, in, he comes in the dressing room. <laughs> Clatter won't even sit beside me and Luke. He won't, he, just, he won't sit. Luke is just chuckling to me the whole time. Clatter's just steaming and Luke's like, sorry, Clatter, my stick. I was trying to pass to you. And, you know, luckily, Clatter ended up scoring the first shift of the game, and he was our buddy again, but man. It's like, <laughs> one of the funniest warm-ups I've ever had in the whole time. Was, was it a Luke shot off yeah, the shin yeah, guards yeah. and in? Or? I think Luke dumped it off somebody, hit 14 skates, and went to Clatter and emptied that back door. So, it was one of the oh, best warm-ups I've ever had in my life. It was so funny. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. We got, a, we got a segment we did last year. We're going to do it again with our guests this time. And we're going to set up the 10 quick fire questions. Fire away. All right. So first fast we'll say, as you first can we'll go. say can. So you guys have a uh, damn it. <laughs> you win. Just like in the Olympics. <sighs> Whoa. All right. Here we go. Total LA King points. This year? Yep. Uh, 101. It's quick fire. Oh, sorry. Much faster. <laughs> MVP. I'm concussed. It's a little bit slower these days. <laughs> MVP and Canadian. Oh, that, oh, man, he is good. Don't start now. going at me. <laughs> Poutine. So good thing we're off a of keg instead of cans. There you go. <laughs> Saving us some money. All right. MVP player. I'm uh, McDavid. Okay. Best restaurant in Southern California. Um... Southern California, where I go? Redondo Beach Cafe. Uh, Padone's Pizza. There you Ooh, go. Market. We'll get it. Favorite arena other than the Kings Arena? Or Staples in, Center. In, in NHL? Anywhere. Uh, Worldwide. Burn, Switzerland, hands down. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and make or that do- happen. Or Dobbles, yeah, yeah. Global Gym or Average Joe's? Uh, Average Joe's. boy. <laughs> Hockey Idol. Wayne Gretzky. New York or Chicago style pizza? Chicago. Yeah. Oh, nice. I love it. I've got a Geno's East right in the there fridge. There you go. Giddy up. Uh, best Kings Realm host. Oh, man. None James, of them. James. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best answer. Hey, that's is. a true professional. Yeah, right that's the best yeah. answer. He got the I got to get him on the ice first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> We're not that dumb. <laughs> I, Fa- I'd take all three of you in hockey, no problem. You're all handsome men, but man. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite hockey movie. 
Slap shot for sure. Nice. nice. Beer of choice? God's water. Coors Light. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> All right. So I know the wife's listening. So we'll, we'll uh, you answer it how you will. Celebrity crush. Oh, Vanessa Marcel for sure. No, Vanessa no hesitation yeah. whatsoever okay. in that one. My wife knows that. She <laughs> must be on the list. There's an established list. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding. Oh, wow. When you're married 21 years, you got the list. <laughs> so, uh, I'll write that down. I've been married six years. We like we both still have a list. Don't yeah, worry. There you go. <laughs> Must Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Must Don't lose it. Might, <laughs> might want to tattoo that too. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so that stays, should be a punishment. Real. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So we no, come think, back to Dennis's punishment. I think the punishment. punishment is whatever one of your guys' favorite '80s rock song is. He's got to sing karaoke to it at one point. Oh, oh I like Ooh. that. All right. And we get to video and, it. And you get to video it and pick the bar he sings it in. Ooh. Wow. I like it. Specific. That's good. I like that a lot. It's not bad. And he's got to get and he's got to get on the ice for one of your practices. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, think I can should, skate. I, I think you'd rather chick, pick karaoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can skate. I can't stick out. That should be the punishment. You got to take an army slapper. Oh, oh Jesus. Do I get to wear I full goalie gear? Shoot. Poor guy. <laughs> I want to see you sing karaoke. Though. No, I'll, I'll take Whatever it. Is he going to hit me pick. or is he going to miss? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not, like, I can't yeah. shoot, no, but I'll hit you. Yeah. <laughs> if it's competition, that, I'm winning. You tell me, if you say hit you in the knee, I'm hitting you in the nuts. Yeah. Either way, I'm getting hit. No, no. You're getting check. hit where I want to hit you. <laughs> All right, 80 song. You have to sing on karaoke. Rock song. Oh, and God, we will post it on it. Instagram. Be, and you got to pick the bar that they sing. That in. is going to be terrible for you guys. Will have we? you met my friend Meatloaf? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's my vote. Or Madonna. Oh. Or you can he's, pick he's Madonna my like virgin. I'll tell you what. There you maybe. Go. There you guys got to go inside the box. Maybe <laughs> our season like closing show is at the karaoke bar. There we'll you go. Maybe. All the fans, yes, you can yes. be there and yes. watch Dennis oh, do it. God. Yes. I, I like said it. so, Dennis. Got to do work. It. I've only done karaoke once before. I was super drunk and it was Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, so it can't get much do worse. You do karaoke, <laughs> yeah, right? Sober? <laughs> no. Nope. Sunday We're, during church, I do it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so Army said it. You will do it. The bet is now any points under uh, over a hundred, hundred or more. We said no. Yep. Is hundred or 100. more? So it's a hundred. So if you win, what's, what do they do? Nothing. Nothing. No, I, it's the same bet. They get to pick their song the same. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I like this. I like this. Nothing. Is, no, it's a two. It's gonna be we, some Backstreet Boys we or something. Said, um, Backstreet's back. <laughs> no right. problem, bro. So yeah, we can do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't tell me with a good time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're all good enough right now on the beers we had to drink on Canada alone. That's yeah, right. that's true. <laughs> Except for me. We're half a cake deep. So, all right. Well. I think we uh, I, I think, think it's, we I think actually it's there. we even tackled Carlson in in a good part. I that know you're wrong that Carlson's uh, <laughs> gonna do better than Bernsey. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. We can move <laughs> on. I think we we'll just leave it there. And uh, Army Army gave us a great show. Thank you so much for an amazing uh, time here. Uh, your experience and and your love for the game is is really what brings the fans in. I, I love the drive that the Kings have made to make this an alumni association and and really uh, embrace the fans and, and give the team to the fans because um, all in all, we are all Kings is a, is a motto 
that the kings have have adopted and i think it's it's kind of been adapted through the the rain who are close who are now going to practice at tsc which is a huge deal for the team um everything that uh that the king's organization has done over the last five seven years to to build itself up is has made it uh one of the best organizations in the league so um, thank you so much for you being a part of everything that you do for the team. Um, I don't know if you catch on to the admiration and love and respect you get, um, but every every time I see an interview where you're involved, you're the highlight of the interview. Like the China it's trip. It's not because the, I'm good looking either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it's tough to talk about yourself, but yeah, I mean yeah. you're an amazing guy. You've you've been a huge part to the team, James. He's married, <laughs> twenty one years. No, I, I mean, well, I love him. I really appreciate the words. Like I said, I'm I'm always going to be a king at heart. They they gave me a, a long career in the NHL, which I I always dreamed of. The fans are always great to me, and you know, every time I get to give back to this great game, and especially the Kings fan, I'll, I'll always take that opportunity. Thank you very much for having me. You got and and if you know Army, you're going to mostly know him if you have Kings in the game or you have kids in the game. And uh, the the amount of do, uh, the emotion you give to the to the organization through the the kids and and everything you dedicate, I think you just came back from a trip where yeah, you were yeah, like, I, I'll give you one quick story. We went to um, you know part of my job is to help grow the brand, which I I really enjoy doing. I get to travel a little bit and see kids. So we we're in uh, Whitefish, Montana, and you know a kid came out. He had one of those plastic goalie helmets on, a pair of pants is. His shin pads were taped to his bare skin. He came out there. He could barely skate. You know, and he came out and he, he spent a week with us. And it was pretty cool. It looked like his, you know, his dad was an older gentleman. I, I didn't see his mom around. And, you know, we, we tried to went out of our way to uh, to make him feel good about the game and to make him feel good about himself. And uh, we had to camp three weeks later at TSC, which is uh, Daryl Evans, who, you know, who does an amazing job with the, with with the youth and an amazing job with hockey. You know, I wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for a guy like Daryl Evans who's paid the way. That, that guy's an incredible human being. But he does a camp at TSC, so you know, the camp ended up coming, and, and sure enough, that that kid showed up. That kid showed up in the ice. He he had a little bit better gear. He, his dad had him in nets, and I seen his dad sitting up in the stands. I was like, wow, this is this is pretty cool. Three weeks ago, he he could barely skate and barely had gear, and then. You know, at the end of the camp, his dad kind of pulled me aside and said, "You know, um, you 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 gave me and my son a bond that we'll never never forget. You know, we didn't mm. we didn't always hang out together, and we didn't stuff, but you 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 gave my son a, a bond that we'll never forget, and we have hockey forever. So together, so that's awesome. That's 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 what the game is all about, and you know, and I think people lose track of why sports are special, and I think you get those kind of moments, and I, I think that makes you really appreciate that we get to do something really cool." Yeah, yeah. As a dad, I we're all dads, uh, and and seeing what He's you well, do. Yeah, I got eighteen yeah. and fifteen year olds. So. Uh, your commitment to the game, especially. I mean, you coach both of your teams' games. Uh, uh, both your kids' teams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're like six beers deep. So I apologize, guys. But uh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you keep bringing up Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> there it is. Drink. There it is. There's seven beers. So. Um, the the fact that you continue to commit to people and and keep growing the game is huge to me. And uh, 
Luke and Wayne paved the way of building it, hockey in Southern California, but I think you're continuing that drive and your love for the game and, and Daryl Evans and, and the people you mentioned. Just uh, the whole organization, like, like yeah. everything like you guys are doing, like with, Truly. The, with like the sticks and everything, like pass them out to, I think it's what YMCA. Yeah. 10,000, uh, 10,000 sets of and gear that, last year. And that year. truly comes from Luke. Like I said, that, that's, you know, everyone, you know, I, I play with him. He's a great team, but he, he's really committed. He's really committed to to making this game an amazing place. You know, Rob Blake, and there's a lot of guys. Kyle Calder, you know, Slav Modri, Jamie Store does a lot. You know, so yourself. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm just part of that group that that's trying to grow this great game and, and to, c- trying to continue to kids to fall in love with it. Like I said, I'm 45 years old and. I still wake up every day and still get excited to skate. So if we can get fans and people to still love this great game and not just worry about trying to make the NHL or get Division One college, it, it truly teaches amazing life lessons. And you know, I I've met you guys a couple of times, and I could sit here and drink with you guys all night because you guys have such a passion for the game. And you know, even though you never watched me play, what's your story? Jordan, I've seen highlights. All right, I can still after after six beers, we're trying to get a man crush on me. Yeah. So we're all <laughs> you should have to chug the rest of your beer. Since right? You, uh, do it. Do it. No, do it. Don't, don't get sucked in. Don't get he, sucked in. The he's beer. known for his. Uh, he's, he's got a Hooters. He's got a Hooters cup. He's drinking out of it. So I would drink from that too. It's, it's also a football <laughs> glass, but that's whatever. all right. There, there it is. There it is. There there it is. True nice. professional. Nine point nine. all right too. Spitters or quitters. But um, but. Thank you to Four Sons for that great one. Double yeah. IPA. Go out and get it. It's phenomenal. We're also looking for sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> no, right? Four Sons. Yeah, that's right. Don't forget to also, if you are interested, check out the Fantasy Camp. Get out there. Play what is that Army. again? March 14th. Uh, just let me check my emails? Yeah. Oh, we don't have that kind of yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. March 14th to 17th. Yeah. I got it, I got it right here. It's... um. March 13th to the 16th, so I was pretty close. There's uh, 15 spots left, so we we just went on sale already. We went on sale like a week ago, and there's already 35 spots gone. So. It's where, amazing. Where can they where can they go on the King's website to check? Uh, you can go to King's website. Yep. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. So that, that's not quite my realm. <laughs> LAKings.com. There you go. We'll post a link you'll, you'll on our Twitter. It, yeah. it, it's truly amazing. There's people from all over the world that come from Canada, from Hawaii, and. You know, there's all skill levels. You, you can you can bring bring a friend with you, bring a buddy with you, bring your wife, bring your spouse. But I, I, I guarantee when you leave, you get you get two Kings games in the suite. You get there's an option of you can get Warrior gear. So there's an option of one price, and there's another option of a price where you get to come in and you get pants and a helmet and gloves and and a, and a stick. So it's are the it's, pants white? <laughs> Damn it! Only I get if you get to score, only army special. If you score 19 goals in one game, you get to wear white pants. Bring your favorite <laughs> podcast. Great, we're in. But bring your buddies. Like I said, it, it's not only for it's not only for men. It's for women. It's for people who really want to understand what it's like to to be an NHL for a weekend. And we really do it up. And, w- and when you leave on Sunday, uh, you definitely want to sign up the next day because it, it's such an amazing experience. And we've got a lot of amazing people helping out. Just like Army said, if you want to re if you want to live that NHL life that you've always dreamt of. This is definitely the camp to do it at. It I've seen it firsthand. It truly is well organized. It's well run, and it's just top of the line, good fun, and an awesome experience for everyone. And, and it, I hear there's beer. Yeah, there's there's plenty of plenty, and it sells out. Yeah, it sells it sells out, and it, I think it's it's uh, definitely below the average of NHL um, alumni. Um, um, experiences because it's uh, the price point is really good for what what you get. 
I mean, so Christmas time's coming. All the spouses that want to get rid of their husbands. There for you a go. Weekend, <laughs> there's your pass. And you, and you Hopefully, can, all of our and, wives are listening yeah, right now. And, right, and, right. And, and you guys can track it because you can watch it all the way through social media. So oh, you know what they're doing. Oh, <laughs> that's good and bad. Believe me, I'll, I'll get one of your husbands with their underwear so you can carry I know, right? Hey, yeah, it'll be Dennis. Apparently, it's going to be me. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get him in a clown suit running down the beach. Too. <laughs> I don't wear underwear, so it's not going to be me. Well, I'll put a pole up there for you. Right? <laughs> yeah, get on it because, I mean, 15 spots left. That's not a lot, and it yeah, will go quick. Go it's in March. Fast. It's been two and weeks. And we haven't even started the season yet. No, so. it's been two weeks and it's sold out pretty quick yeah so 15 spots can get a spot and you'll have the most amazing experience i guarantee it do you play uh fantasy fo- uh, fantasy hockey you know what i i don't i used to play fantasy football but i'm at the rink seven days a week and i like to sit down because my kids all play on sunday like next week we're in pittsburgh so i like when i like to play i like to watch and grab a case of beer and and watch the football but i have no time to do it so uh, but i really enjoy the fantasy football and hockey it's too frustrating for me because you end up wanting to play. We'll work on you. We'll work on you. We're starting our season in two weeks. We'll there you work go. On you. There you go. All right, Dennis. All right. So we're done. Thank you so much, Derek, for coming in again. Woo! Lots of fun. Be sure to check out our buddies, Guys in Shorts, Sports yeah. LA. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I mean, after tonight, I don't know why you'd want to anymore. Right. I mean, we're just so much better. Yep. It's true. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kings Rome Pod. Tell all your friends as well. Uh, subscribe to the show on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, all the good stuff. All the ones that matter. The only ones that matter, really. We're only on the best stuff. We only bring in the best guests. You know, we're, we're top notch. Derek Armstrong follows. I'm just saying. I'm not on social media, but my wife follows. Thank you, Mrs. Armstrong. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. For James Whitlock, Jordan Heckman, Michael Timoney, Derek Army Armstrong, I am Dennis Wilson saying, Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Let's see. uh, Oh, by the way, um, we're going to do a Go Kings, go. Three of them. At the end. At the end. end, I think he's familiar with the chant. I've done it with 2,000 kids the last six months. I'm just letting you know what's coming. Like, I might get a tattoo hey, on my back. I'm a, I'm a fucking professional, Dennis. Thank you. I'm just letting you know what's coming. I'm not an amateur here, you know. Right? I'm, just, I'm just letting you know. I don't know. I'm, I can drink six beers and still be all right. Uh, <laughs> good, good, good. This That's is the, the end, end of the, the show. That's the end of the show. Yeah, yeah right there. <laughs>